Yeah, that was rather a longer intro than normal. That's because me and Phil have uh, been waffling about the uh, Woolsey Theatre and what was it called? Um, My Blue Heaven. My Blue Heaven. Wasn't that rather wonderful? Rumours are they're going to do the, uh, in, the well, it's Secret Squirrel. They might do the uh, UEFA Cup one as well. No, that would be fantastic if they could. It was uh, such yeah. a well put together. Unbelievable. One, unbelievable. Um, and uh, as you just heard, the name Phil. Um, welcome back, Phil Pritchard, who hasn't been here. I think he was the last time he was on the show was... 1804, wasn't it? <laughs> it feels like that. Yeah, yeah, just after the Napoleonic Wars or something. Uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah, Phil did move, and then we, yeah, and then I bumped into him at football, and then he couldn't make it, and now we've eventually got him here, so we'll have him on every week from now on to make up for it. Yeah. How are things, Phil? Yeah, not too bad. All well bridged, notwithstanding. So for some reason, the exit from work to here was as clear as a, clear as a bell. Much yeah. better than it usually is. So if they could arrange that every day, I could get home a lot quicker. Yeah, well, I heard you might be in trouble, so uh, we, I was going to. I asked you to uh, text text as you drive. Text as I drive, yes, because that's a very, very safe thing idea. to do. I know. <laughs> Actually, and then someone tweeted. I think it was um, Matt said, "Phil, hello, Phil, Phil." <laughs> uh, anyway, yes. So, what have you made of it? I mean, where, where to start? Well, I mean, you can pick anywhere. <laughs> With to a big start. sigh. Yeah. Well, it go. It's it's been going on for a long time hasn't it I mean yep. you can trace it right back to when Marcus Evans first, first bought the club um, Jim McGilton went Roy Keane came in vast sums of money went and Roy Keane turned out not to be the messiah but merely a very naughty very boy, naughty boy yeah. um, Paul Jewell came in and didn't fare much better at all uh, Mick McCarthy came in and did very well let's be fair to him yeah, for the first absolutely. two three years however but it has to be said that certainly since Daryl Murphy went and the, was not really replaced it's been a slow decline since. Uh, and whilst, Mick, whilst Mick's football was always quite pragmatic and functional, fans can put up with that when you're getting mm. results and you're in the playoffs. Because at least it was quite high-tempo stuff. It mm. wasn't the most free-flowing football you'd ever see, but no. it was exciting. But when that went from it and we stopped getting the results, the patience of the fans, certainly a decent number of them, soon went. And it's fair to say, certainly the last year or two, um, has been pretty poor fare at Portman Road. Uh, not got the results, not had the performances, the football's been poor, and the time was ready for a change. Um, last year, I think we went 11 games and only scored one goal at home. Uh, let's face it, no one's going to want to come and see that, and, uh, a ch- and a change was needed to be made. So the change was made. Uh, we all got what we thought was going to be uh, a good appointment, an up-and-coming young manager, done well in the leagues below, on a limited budget, can find these rough diamonds and polish them up. Yeah. But Paul Hurst turned out not to be the one. Um, I think certainly Webster went for four, five, whatever a million mm. pounds it was. Yep. And at the time I thought, okay, he's obviously been told by Marcus that come in, there's no budget as such, but whatever you can generate if you're off your own back from player sales, a proportion of that can be used to strengthen the squad. Yep. So uh, that was done. A couple of players came in. And then it all started to fall apart. Waghorn and um, Garner then went, oh, I've got a feeling, and this is purely my speculation based on no fact whatsoever, um, that they saw what the new regime was under Paul Hurst and Chris Doig was going to be like, and they decided it wasn't for them. Yep. And off they went. Uh, generated a whole load more cash, which Paul Hurst went out and bought more new players. But by the time those new players came in, we were so far into pre-season, well, into the first mm. week of the season, that they had no time to do any pre-season with him. Um, initial performances were promising to a point. There was glimpses of potential Yeah, we there. had lots of possession in games, yeah, didn't we? which we don't normally do. But, yeah, without yeah. really hurting the opposition. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the results then didn't come, and Paul Hurst started to 
worry a little bit and started to change his mind every week. He was making five or six changes to the side every week. Well, yeah, I mean, um, he had a consistent side up till uh, it was the after the Sheffield game, wasn't it? The yeah. Beginning of the Norwich game, and he yeah, just yeah. switched it and then just lost it completely. Yeah, and, and it all started to fall apart. Yeah, and then the results didn't come. And I think the trouble was as well the, the squad we had had under Mick wasn't that bad. All right, David McGoldrick was always going to leave at the end of last season. Yeah, but. He's injured half the time anyway. He's doing all right now. Yeah. But he always used to do that for us. He'd go three, four, five months mm. playing really well. And then he'd get injured and mm. be out for a few months. So while he's going well at the moment, touch wood for him, it remains that way. But I wouldn't hold your breath. Well, your I, life, I think, you know, he alluded to it himself. He was travelling up from Birmingham. Yeah, that every doesn't, day. It doesn't, doesn't help. doesn't help you at all. I mean, he's it? now living half an hour away from uh, yeah. where he plays his, plays his trade and yeah. he's uh, going to be better for it. But anyway... Um, he went, but we still had the basis of a decent squad. I think it yeah. needed refining rather than uh, taking a sledgehammer to it. Um, and introducing players like John Nolan or Caden Jackson or Ellis, Hall- Har- Ellis Harrison, Harrison yeah. introducing one or two of them into a settled squad Would have been is, okay. is, is doable, but trying to set, bring the likes of Toto and Salia in as well. Danassian. You've got um, yeah. Danashian, you've got... Um, Chalabar, you've got yeah. several new players that are all come in, and suddenly it's not two or three, but most new players are coming in. It's suddenly five, six, seven, and mm. you can't no. do that, especially when they're coming trying to step up a league all themselves. If yeah. they were new players who were established at this level, it'd be one thing, but new players who haven't played at this level, uh, the results then don't come. The manager starts panicking and changing four, five, six players every week, and there's only one way you're going to head, and that's the way we did. Mm. So, Paul Hurst came and went Paul Lambert's come in and said all the right things and performances have certainly picked up I went to the Birmingham game under Paul Hurst where we threw it away and then I went to the Reading away game went to the Millwall away game where we were as poor as we've been but the suddenly against Preston at home and against um, well, Reading away we, Reading. Look, we, we look very good first half, first half, half at Reading was brilliant best football I've seen him play for a long long yeah, time I mean Reading were poor let's not yeah, let's yeah. not get away from it but uh, we've still got you still got to go out there and play your game against yeah. them and we did very well but in games like that, when you're playing very well and you're still not getting a win, it's again, it's not a good recipe. The two games we've had at home to Bristol. West Brom and Bristol, all right, West Brom are an ex-Premier yeah, League yeah, side yeah. with ex-Premier League players in their team. And we were slightly unlucky to lose 2-1, all right? It was men against boys in the first half, but yeah. we got to half-time. We were still only the one goal down. We went 2-0 down, but got another one back. And for the width of a post from uh, Lancaster's late, free yeah, kick we could have yeah. drawn and snatched a well-deserved point Bristol City was a bit of a kick in the proverbials mm. yeah. because we were leading twice we thought the game was there to be one but a mad five or ten minutes and we can't keep the ball out of the net and we're on the wrong end of another defeat no. oh. two away games later two more defeats suddenly we're eight games adri- eight points adrift at the bottom of the league we're barely in December and let's face it if we were another club we'd be looking at that club and say well that's one yeah, relegation spot written off they did, um, and also the other thing which we've covered on the show before is like um, Paul Hurst seems to have made sure we can't even like we've got a natural striker in Ben Morris and we can't get him back till the yeah. deadline. You know, yeah. he, I think he would have flourished. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Tristan Nydam's another one. He's well, at St yeah. Johnston, barely getting a kick. We've got Eden. Uh, yeah. To, uh, from yeah, Fulham, from Fulham, who's barely had a kick certainly well, since Lambert's coming. So he has been injured, yeah. in fairness. So. But he wasn't getting a lot of game yeah. time under Paul Hurst. So that's a waste of a lane space where Nidam could be doing his own development. Yeah. And you've got Danashian, who's still got his work permit situation up in the air. Have we got a clause to send him back because it's not been sorted out before he becomes a permanent? Who knows? 
the only two loanees that are playing regularly are Trev and Pennington. And to mm. be fair, Pennington's been fair. Pennington's been a revelation. Yeah, he's been great. Um, but it's just that our hands are tied by the you know our one out and out striker is not we can't get him back yeah. until and he's doing well apparently now he's started playing. Yeah. At, uh, and it's frustrating because Paul Lambert, for all the good talk and <clears throat> improved performances, is not getting the result. But he's until January, he's he's, he's stuck with what he's got. Yeah. He's got to make the best of what he's got. I mean, we do need reinforcements in January. Everybody has said that. Paul Hurst, mm. uh, um, sorry, Paul Lambert included. But when you're ten points potentially adrift at the bottom of the league, yep. it's going to be a hard sell to try and get someone to come and play for you. Men, they'd be heroes if we then escape relegation and we finish wherever we finish, and uh, we're not in the bottom three. But it's uh, it's a big ask. What's your uh, hand on heart? Do you think we're going to go well, down or up? My or head, my head looks at it from a uh, non-emotional point of view, and I think it's going to be very, very difficult to escape. My heart says, "Yeah, we're going to do it. We'll be fine. We'll put a run together." The, the one saving grace is there is a long time left in the season, and mm. if we can make up that gap, there's a lot of teams on a very similar number of points. So once you catch up to the pack, you can move up several can, places yeah. quite quickly. Yeah. Uh, when you look at that division, there's the, the sides at the top who are the best teams in the division. They're there for a reason. But there's the sides in the bottom half of the division. There's a lot of very, well, not even average sides. Um, you'd like to think you'd be better than, but at the moment we're not better than them, and the points tally shows that. And you do you do usually get at least one team that will just plummet, won't they, from Yeah, the I mean, Brentford, since they've lost oh, yeah. um, the manager, yeah. he's gone to Villa. Villa have continued to do what Villa do. They win most games, lose yeah. a few they shouldn't, and they're... Uh, going to be in the playoff hunt but Brentford has seemed, uh, which surprised me actually because Brentford have always struck me as one of these sides where the manager isn't the key cog in the wheel yeah. it's, uh, he's part of a bigger system there's a whole network and a framework around which the manager if the manager leaves then uh, the next guy steps in and, and no and academy carry of course on. they don't have an academy do they? no they no and, that, and that's academy, been an yeah. interesting point of difference because yeah. they don't have the academy but they cherry pick effectively all the 19 year olds who have been released after their year mm. or two of uh academy football mm. and uh, give them their chance in playing in the first team and that's paid dividends for mm. them they've uh, had a lot of uh, good players go through the club do very well for them move on and then the next that money is then reinvested into the running of the club say they sell for 10 million 2 million even goes on the next guy and mm. then uh, the rest goes into running the club and it's been a model for them that's worked very very well mm. I did a quick uh, sort of Twitter poll which is um, obviously not really very telling but uh, whether we're going to go up or st- whether it's stay up, up or go down. <laughs> and uh, but it is surprising. It's about thirty-four saying we'll stay up. So a, mm. a third think we'll stay up. Thirty-four percent rather saying we'll stay up. And well, up to the last couple of weeks, I'd have probably voted that way as well. But mm. we just had four defeats on the spin. Yeah, for, for for various reasons. Those two home games and then two away games, and the games are starting to tick by now. We're going to be at Christmas in a couple of weeks. Um, and there's all the stats that float about sides at the bottom at Christmas rarely stay up and all the mm. rest of it. And yeah, like I said, if if, you, if we if, if you wind back 12 months and Sunderland were in this position, you think, oh, was that Sunderland gone? Yeah. I mean, Sunderland did come in with a, a run of sorts towards the end of the season, which prolonged the agony. But um, sides that are in that position at this time of year are there for a reason and tend to stay there. Mm. Mm. And it's and it's hard to get your head around the fact that we're going to be in uh, League One. I'm sad enough, and this is a confession time now, I'm sad enough to keep a record of every... I wish I had uh, the, the music that they have on radio too. You know. <laughs> I, uh, I keep a tally of every game I've been to. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. Whatever. Ever. I can tell you my exact uh, figures. Let me just uh, bring them up. <laughs> Bloody hell. But 
I'm fast approaching uh, a thousand games. Okay. Uh, which, for, uh, someone in his mid forties, I suppose, isn't something you should uh, shout too much about. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's dawned on me this week that my thousandth game is likely to be a League One match because I'm on nine hundred and seventy-seven, I think, at the moment. Uh, so I'll go. I'll go to pretty much all the home games. I'll go to half a dozen, maybe seven or eight yeah. away games. And uh, with the greatest will in the world, I don't think I'm going to quite tick over the thousand this year. So, uh, yeah, so that thousandth game is going to be at home to Rochdale or goodness knows who next year. You could say you're going to Accrington. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we've got them in the cup. I am hoping to. Yeah. Uh, I'm, try- I'm trying to. Yeah, either this year or next year. Uh, yeah. Uh, here we go. 979 games, won 428, drawn 245, lost 306, goals scored 1,460. Goals against 1,210. Oh, still in the plus side. Still yeah, the so plus. I've got a record of who's scored the most goals that I've seen, which clubs have seen the most, which grounds have been to the most. All I think you need to get hold of the stat man, don't you? No, no. Mr. Renegade Lovell. Yeah, no, I, I do know Mr. Statman, so I yeah. uh, should sit down and uh, have a, have a, have a He'd love off. all that. He'd get very moist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll read out some... Uh... I, don't, I, don't, I can't bear the thought. <laughs> Uh, this was talk- this is from Matt Thomas talk- talking about relegation. He said, "Anyone that was there for the eighty three eighty four season will have more faith and hope than those already throwing in the towel. It'll be tough, but I'd rather offer support and give up already." Absolutely, Matt. Yeah. From Jules Julian, hello, Julians. Um, good evening, GB. Good evening, Phil. Well, reading between the lines, Lambert has come out and said he's building for the future. My interpretation, <laughs> he's put in quote in brackets, a good word for me <laughs> of that is that we get. If we get the R word or not. So how many of our youngsters do you think we will lose to give Lambert the funds for next season? Wow, and this he, is the he, other thing. He's also where, where do you end up with the squad if, if it does happen? Does well, Paul, it. Is, will Paul Lambert stay? Well, that's, that's, that's what he's thinking. He thinks he probably will, but um, I'm not convinced. No, me, me but then again, you see, uh, if we get relegated, you could argue who's going to want Paul Lambert. They'll probably think, oh, it's another team relegated. Uh, yeah. We could hope, so that's, maybe that's a yeah, bonus. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, what the squad will look like, anyone who's on a big wage or can command a decent fee is, will almost certainly go. Yeah. Um, and see who that leaves you with. I mean, you'd probably wave goodbye of the youngsters to Andre Dezel. Yep. If Lancaster carries on having a decent season, someone will snap him up. Um even Flynn Downs, if he carries on being a yeah. solid solid enough midfield player, someone might come in for him. Yeah. You are really going to be left with the, a very bare bare, bare, the bare bones of the squad and be looking at pick, picking up players who are very, very cheap because well, we also can... if you get relegated, you've got a sixty percent cap of your revenue can be spent on player player wages. At the mm. moment we're over a hundred percent. So that's going to be a big step. How do you suddenly lose forty percent off your wage bill? Well, we've already got some ready-made Division One players. We? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> We're building for the future. Uh, I'll read out. This is slower ball email. Good evening, GB. Good evening, the Pritchster. Well, that was hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a beer before, thankfully. Um, just like the pound, our club has diminished in value and status due to a lack of investment, indecisiveness, and some very poor choices. Does the panel think, with all the odds of survival stacked against us, should the inevitable happen, that a change of ownership would benefit the club long term? Um, actually, I was going to say comment, but I think we'll comment afterwards because there's obviously this latest bit of news about him selling, which I don't think much of. I'm sure Marcus could be flexible and write down some of the debt he can afford to. A, he can afford to, and B, many blame him for the mess we're in today. As you know, GB, I mean, that London, 
I was tired and emotional last night, having drunk so much free champagne, so I thought I'd pop in and see Theresa and see if I can help sort out this Brexit hoo-ha. Turns out she doesn't think that Knudsen's ineffective throw-ins are a good metaphor for our relationship with the EU. Keep smiling, God bless Russell Osman. Hello, Russell, if you're listening, because he's on Twitter. Thank you, Slowerball. Um, you were at um, Bonhams as well. That's a, that's a uh, an auction house, isn't it? I wonder yeah. what he was doing there. What were you trying to sell? Were you trying to actually sell Knudsen there? Um, trying to sell Slow the club, maybe. Or the club, behalf. yeah. So, yeah, well, that's quite... A, thanks for that, Slowerball. That's quite a good... Um, Tea up, yeah. Tea up for the next one. The sun reckons he's selling up. Well, um, uh, it, it, a, a, it's the sun. So it's a, yep. probably a load of tosh Absolutely. anyway. Um, but I mean, Marcus came out and said in his video piece at the end of last season, or words to the effect of, if someone came in with the right offer, he would, yeah. he would consider. Absolutely. It. Yeah. So that's not new news. I guess would would he write down some of the debt? I don't think he would. He's a businessman first and foremost. Why should he chuck away mm. however many tens of millions it's been? When he took over, I think the debt was something like thirty, thirty-five million. Um, I think the word on the word on the message boards has been that he, th- he thinks, or Marcus thinks, that David Sheepshanks sold him a bit of a pup. But I don't think that's necessarily the case. The investment that was put in when Marcus first took over, had it been spent more shrewdly on a better managerial choice and better players, it could have got us up quite mm. easily. Because at the money, it was we were at the time that sort of money was decent money in the division. Unfortunately, we're 10 years on. We're no further forward. We've not left the... Well, we might leave the division very shortly, but not in the way we hoped. And the the, the general consensus is it's 8, 10, however much, or 6 million, whatever the money might be that he puts in a year just to keep us at this level. And it's clear to see that whether he likes it or not, the division's moved on and it needs to be double that to keep you competitive. Mm. And as town fans, all right, no one's got a divine right to expect to be in any position in the footballing pyramid but when you think back to the 70s and the 80s we were one of the best clubs in the land mm. in the 80s we went down but we were always looking to get promoted again um, we did then under John Lyle we had a few more seasons in the Premier League when it started then George Burley came in and we yeah. were always yeah. a very solid playoff if not automatic um, promotion contenders that's the thing. It's most and that's what lives. everybody's used yeah, to yeah we are even yeah. when we then went down under Joe yeah. Royal we were playoff contenders yeah. uh, under Jim McGilton we were playoff contenders but maybe not quite as strong a playoff contenders and it's with the exception of 2015 it's slowly gone 8th 10th 15th further and further adrift from the playoffs and yes I mean I absolutely accept that six million (coughs) pound is a lot of money for anyone to put in why does he have to do it he doesn't have to do it Uh, and also I also accept that the the macro state of football has changed massively in those 10 years Mm. the parachute payments is completely well the, the massive TV deals that the Premier League gets is skewed the Premier League. That's then filtered down in the way of the parachute money in that relegated sides can go out signing players for 10, 15 million plus in the championship, yep. which then in turn skews the championship. So you're ending up with a two-tier championship. And if the 60% wage cap of your revenue is part of League One, then it then massively skews the championship because we're going to come down with players on big wages with a bigger budget than... Than Accrington, certainly mm. picking a, or they're a relatively small club anyway. Mm. But um, we've then got to suddenly cut our cloth to sixty percent of uh, yep. our revenue, which Absolutely. can be very difficult to do. Absolutely, I must just say hello to Bryn, who is also stuck in the traffic. Hello, Bryn. We'll see you next year. Actually, we probably won't see you next year because he's a Gloucester fan. You may well, <laughs> we may well pass each other in the night, as they say. Now they're in League Two, aren't they? 
Oh yeah, they are. So yeah, they, yeah. We'll you, see you, you next thinking year. They might get. Yes, of course um, they promoted. are. Yeah. See you next year, Brim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, I did like the Colchester games when they were in the same division a couple of years ago. Yeah. And the away games weren't so much fun because we generally got beat. But mm, it, well, it was nice having a local rival, even yeah. if it was them. I mean, what what would be the biggest kick in the proverbials if we were to go down is we'll be in the checker trade. Tra- yes, I know say. what you're going to say. Uh, uh, I know exactly uh, what you're yeah. going to say. Not listening, not <laughs> listening. No, 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 no. We could face the possibility of Norwich under 21s being our local derby, not even their first team. And then losing. <laughs> wow. As Stoke did um, last night, Stoke played Port Vale. Uh, first Stoke under 21s played Port Vale's. And going back 20 years, I went to university in Staffordshire, and that was the, as bigger and bitter local derby as you'll ever see. Yeah. Trouble at every match. Well, it was. They really hated each other, and there was last night. Four thousand Stoke fans went to Vale Park, and Bowler Camps trashed the place. Well, they jumping on cars and everything, weren't they? No, well, they doing that as well. Stoke fans, nothing new to them, but uh, even so, yeah. You know, going back to what you were saying, if McCarthy had been given the money that Jewel and uh, Keane had been given, we may well be in a much better position. Yeah, yeah. But he just lost faith, didn't he, after after the first two managers, and then McCarthy, whatever one thinks of him, and it was time to change at the time. It probably would have been a good idea to give him yeah, some money, yeah. but. And, and, and a lot of people point to January 2015. We were we went top of the league when we won at yeah. uh, Brentford on Boxing Day, and I think we went top again after we won away at Millwall, just yeah. after Freddie Sears signed. If we had gone on and made two or three key signings, then I think we could have held a nerve, stayed in the top two, and the world would be a different place. Mm. Uh, if some buts and maybes, uh, even one season in the Premier League, you mm. take it's hundred and whatever million pounds it is now, that would clear the debt. Yeah. and give you money to strengthen the squad with, yeah. all right, we may well still go back down again. But you then, as Norwich done, you then build again, you go again, yeah. and, and you can do that without the the dead weight of a best part of £100 million worth of debt yeah. weighing you down. Yeah, and mentioning the N-word, that could be um, pretty much, make, it could be our worst season ever mm. if they go up. If they go up and we go down and... If oh, they get promoted at well, Road. I've got, I've got a man on the inside at Carrow Road. My yeah. cousin's son is on a four-year university degree and his third year is a work placement at, right. in a professional football ground club and it just so happens that his placement is with uh, working at Norwich City. So I've tried to convince him that the best way to prepare for a local derby is to take all the players out the night before, give them 15 pints of lager, yeah. a load of shots and a dodgy kebab on the way home. And we might get a draw. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way to... That's the future of sports nutrition. I keep telling yeah. him that but he won't listen. What do you made of the goalkeeping thing situation with Bart? Oh. Do you think, is it time to drop him again, or is well, that not going to help anyone? That's not going to help anyone. I Dean, don't think so. Dean Gherkin came back in the side uh, after Paul Hurst dropped, but controversially in many people's eyes, and I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, and, and Dean Gherkin did what Dean Gherkin does, made some good saves, uh, good shot stopper, but his communication with the defence is all at sea. He's not great on crosses, and he's prone to a rick, as we saw at uh, Birmingham. Um I'm trying to remember the goals now. Certainly one of them yeah, put down yeah, to him, yeah. and, and I think you can apportion some, if not all, of the blame to him for another one. Mm. I'm trying to think. One was a cross that he lost in the sun, wasn't it, that he let go yeah. right in. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm sure he, might have, he must have played a part in the other. But, I mean, Bart has been player of the season for the last three years, and you don't get that by accident. No. Uh, fans are good judges of players, and when you vote <coughs> as your team's best player for the last three years, you don't go bad overnight. You can lose lose your form, your confidence, yeah. perhaps, yeah. which is maybe where he's in. And sometimes the best way is to play your way through these uh, situations. Yeah, it's just unfortunate that he's, he's lost his form at this particular time because he, a few more saves and we could maybe not be in quite such a bad position. Yeah. 
I think we would have been in this. Well, not maybe not as quite as big a mess as this, but we would have been a good few places lower in the league over the last three years had it not been for yeah, him. He exactly. made countless excellent exactly. saves that rescued us yeah. in count, rescued us in countless numbers yeah. of games. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm all for keeping him in, letting him go through it. Um, and I know there's a lot of people say, oh, we have got to get rid of him, get yeah. some money for him. But he's been no more. As you say, you don't else. you don't suddenly become a bad keeper. It's not like his arm has dropped off and he can't <laughs> save anything. You no. know, he's just the same keeper, he just lost form. Uh, yeah. Happens to players, and they let them play through it. And, yeah. You know, well, this is the thing with goalkeepers, isn't it? A, a, a mistake by a goalkeeper is magnified by oh yeah x x thousands of percents because yeah. it invariably leads to a goal. If a central midfielder mis- yeah. misplaces a pass, no one probably notices. No. Well, they might, and then yeah. moan at him, but it'd be forgotten. A goalkeeper can make a blinding saves and makes one mistake, and they'll remember that and, uh, and none yeah, of the saves. Yeah. Um, Fifteen seconds. Next, what do you reckon on Saturday? Stoke away. Mm. I can't see much past another defeat, to be honest. No. Stoke have struggled a little bit since they've come down, but I think they'll, their quality and the experience will be too okay. much. That's two defeats. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Till next week. Thanks, Phil. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, cheers, Graham.